0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy
1: Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, finishers, I am your host, Adam, and I, of course, enjoyed conspicuous by his absence via telephone, your favorite co-host and mine, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. First of all, Mr. Boucher, how is life on the road?
0: Uh, very good. A uh, little different this week. I'm actually in witness protection uh, for. Uh, I believe I said the um, we would have confetti. Yes. If, uh, if they swept the road trip, and I completely forgot about that promise, <laughs> so I had to go into hiding to avoid facing the the fans.
1: Yeah, and they're they're feisty. They're ready for. Uh, they want to see some confetti thrown so obviously just keep winning and maybe we'll get some confetti next week right
0: that's that's true I'll work on it
1: yeah, yeah. Your life on the road is good this is what second time in three weeks now you've been on the road it's
0: yeah it's taken me to different parts of the province and especially this pro this part uh, this week i've I've never been where I've where I am and uh, it's very very secluded and uh, very peaceful and I have a private hot tub and what uh, I will be enjoying that very much.
1: Nice. That is uh that is always a bonus of going out uh, when you get your own hotel room or something if you can get a, if, if you can get a private hot tub. A pool is pretty cool, but if you can get a private hot tub especially in this type of weather in the colder weather it changes your life. How long are you in witness protection program for?
0: Oh, you know, just a couple days. Uh, okay. you know, I'll be, I'll be I'll be back in town on on Wednesday night. Uh you know, just gotta make sure I can't be uh can't be seen you know it's uh, yeah i've gotta you know
1: i'm going like i said i gotta go in hiding all right well here's hoping you get back safe here's hoping nothing happens to you uh i teased it a little bit on the internet um just for those that are wondering this is only going to be an audio show no youtube because i'm sitting by myself in the uh studio and i don't really feel like putting a video show together of just staring at me but um teased a little bit we know the big brother cast there's no new brunswickers Uh, i believe pat said there's a Limited Quebec, but there is a girl from PEI. Uh, Do you have a feel on who you're going to pick? I guess I should randomly pick my person again this year, eh?
0: Yeah, you've you've been pretty good with just picking random people and having them uh, go a long way. So, um, yeah, you you go ahead and kind of do your thing, and uh, I guess I'll kind of get into mine, too.
1: Yeah. House guests. This is number 11, right?
0: This is 11, yeah. Okay.
1: All right, so based off nothing but pictures, uh, Zach Nielsen, this dude looks like a schemer. Uh, Looks like he's going to learn how to play the game, so uh, I'll go with him. Uh, If I'm going to pick a male and a female, um, Cheyenne Carter, I'll go with her. Okay,
0: nice. Uh, uh, She's
1: got a nice smile, and sometimes those nice smiles can have... Little devilish games in behind. I feel like those two maybe team up and uh, make things happen. And again, I have no idea. I've never watched the show. Those are just my picks uh, moving forward.
0: Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, myself personally, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Daniel Clark as my uh, male house guest. And uh, for female, I'm going to go with uh, Let's go with Santina Santina Carlson. I almost actually said Morella for some reason, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Santina Carlson or Daniel Clark. And, um, you know, we, like you mentioned, we got a couple maritimers. Maritomers, uh, Claudia from, uh, from the Island. And I believe his name is, um, uh, buddy from Newfoundland is Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Leonard from, uh, from Newfoundland. Um, so, you know, a couple, uh, couple east coasters to keep an eye on and uh by the looks of it you know Claudia's is the uh the best thing to come out of summer uh, out of Ken- kensington since the uh, frosty tree
1: <laughs> good for her well well done for her but uh yeah it's when does it start march uh oh it starts tonight actually it starts starts tonight so we be back in time to watch it
0: you know damn right i will
1: <laughs> yep so we'll kind of have your not so much weekly updates because I, although i do oh, know yeah. that uh Friend of the show, Pat McNeil, will appreciate that, but more so updates on how long my guy – I don't even know who I picked last year. Who Did I actually pick the winner last year?
0: Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm not sure. I can't um... –
1: I can't remember. I can't even remember really who I – What was that, season 10 last year, I guess? Duh. Uh,
0: it was won by Paris last year? No. Big Brother. Uh, that was Big Brother. That was six. Um Kevin. Kevin. And did you pick him?
1: Oh, uh, I think you did. I think I did. I think I just randomly picked Kevin.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kevin Jacobs was the winner. So with Josh as the uh, runner-up, and then Marty from up north was uh, Canada's favorite house guest. So yeah, it's you're actually right. You did pick the winner last year. So
1: yeah, yeah. Just based on his picture, he had that kind of a picture with his hand on his chin, and he just kind of same reason I picked uh, Zach. Just kind of had that scheming look about him that. He, He's gonna know how to play the game, and this one for one. Let's see if we can, uh, let's see if we can go two for two. All right, don't forget, as always, you can follow us on the social medias: Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, uh, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast. Haven't done one of those in a while. Maybe I'll do that. And live on YouTube, other than this week. Uh, no quick questions, so we'll get into the news and notes from around the queue.
0: News and notes from around the queue.
1: Well, I guess no bigger news to start uh, from around the queue than the news about the queue, and that is uh, the commissioner, Mr. Gilles Courteau, has resigned effective Sunday, um, entering ending his, what, 30-year run, uh, I believe, as, as the commissioner of the league. Um, he was gracious to give us time back in 2019 um, for an interview, and again, we were still unofficial, but we really didn't have quite the following, so uh, we had him on during the 50th anniversary tour, um, so he was gracious to give us time then, but I mean, this is a this is big news. This is this guy's been part of this league, and as far as I have been told, pretty instrumental in uh, Halifax, Moncton, and a lot of the Maritime teams.
0: Yep, hundred percent. He was, uh, you know, he's been around ever since the Wildcats joined the league. So uh, his name has been, you know, I've always I've always known the name. I've never known of another yeah Q- QHL commissioner, right? So it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's um, his. If someone comes in, uh, Mr. – I can't think of his name there. it's uh... The newly appointed one? Yes. Uh, uh, as per me?
1: Steve Turcott, it is Mario Chinetti? Chinessi?
0: Chinessi? Whoever. Yeah. If, if he ends up going 30 years, me. I mean – Let's go checking. You me. know, I, I, could be, I could be six feet under by the time this guy is out of <laughs> – Yeah. Out, out yeah. Out, it's, I just don't think there's going to be another one out, out there that's – going to have the tenure like, uh, like Gilles Corteau.
1: No. And he's, I mean, I, I can't even, I should have put it together, but I know that as long as he's been in there, there's been at least four or five dubs and a few different, uh, oh, I know David Branch was the OHL one for quite a while. He probably rivals him, but, um, yeah, Mario we will go with, cause I haven't actually heard it pronounced. Um, he starts his tenure and he starts his tenure with a tougher or a toughening of regulations concerning fights. Apparently, I'm going to die on the hill of allow these kids to fight when needed and get rid of the blindside and the hit from behinds. And the Quebec government's going to die on the hill of, we need to get rid of fighting, which they've essentially done. You get a harder penalty for agreeing to punch somebody in the face than you do for blindsiding some kid with an elbow or drilling him from behind.
0: Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what, what comes to light here. Uh, Obviously, these will be changes that uh, take effect next season. So, you know, teams are going to have to start adapting already. Mm -hmm. And you know, if they make one change, maybe they make another. Uh, You know, it's there's thousands of ideas out there that some people want to see implemented in our in our leagues, and uh, you know, this could be um, a prime opportunity to do that.
1: Yep, yep, for sure. It'll be an interesting, uh, interesting little, I guess, two months here before they kind of start settling on what they're going to uh, implement. Good news, games are back in Rimouski um, as everything looks to be acceptable for fans, players, as I believe they played Gatineau on the weekend. Um, So Moncton heads up there on March 15th, just kind of a up and back type game, which I think is going to be a little bit tougher um, than a normal just quick road trip. Uh, CHL playoff packages are out, $89 for CHL All Access. I feel like we should probably split that again. Uh, I agree. Yeah, There's going to be some good games, especially if you're a late-night owl like myself or you don't have to work on the Sunday like most people. Uh, Catching some of those dub games are going to be pretty good. Uh, Some closer to home, uh, Preston Lounsbury was named Scholastic Player of the Month for February for the Wildcats, as well, Jacob Steinman was Honorary Rookie of the Month um, for the Moncton Wildcats. Your Team of the Week... Q team of the week, not Jeremy's team of the week. Um, Well, it's basically the Mooseheads this week. Um, Alexander Doucette, three games, three goals, five assists. Jordan Dumay, two goals, six assists in the three games. And Eagles legend Josh Lawrence, three games, three goals, six assists. Pierre-Olivier Waugh of Victoriaville, two games, five assists. Angus Booth, just a good, strong name, Angus uh, I've shown again two games played three assists and Frankie LaPena forgetting no 2-0 a nine three eight save percentage and a 1-5 goals against average which leads to player of the week Eagles legend Josh Lawrence which we question that uh, scoring wise he was going to do great with faceoffs and um, he's fit right in putting the puck in the net for that team and I don't think a lot of them have been power play he's been scoring five on five.
0: Which kind of goes against what I've been saying of (laughs) him only being a power play specialist, right? So it seems everything I say ends up being the complete opposite. So my, uh, you know, my, what's what's the word here that I'm looking for? My, I can't think of it, but... um, Predictions? Reputation?
1: Yeah, reputation.
0: Reputation is is starting to to falter, I think. It
1: it works when it works for us. Maybe not... Maybe not uh, maybe not against us, but maybe the tides are turning, and we'll get to that here in a minute in the Weekly Rewind. I guess you're, uh, it's time for Mr. Boucher's Wildcast Podcast Team of the Week.
0: Yes. Um, I'm going to start in uh, in goal this week. I'm going to go with uh, I've got a shared goaltending duo. Uh, of course, I, I don't know if it's going to be like this for a, a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm I'm going to have to, to give the um, my my, my goalies to uh, the the two call ups of, of the Valdor for work. <laughs> yeah Xavier Siro and Nathaniel Malenfant. Um, if uh, if it's true that uh, you know if, if Fernandez and Blackburn are are out for a while uh, these two are going to have to they got some big shoes to fill. And uh, yeah, look, even though they allowed uh, Valdor allowed six goals on on Sunday, um, they still made it a game against Rouen. Had me a little concerned a little bit, but <laughs> these these two goalies have their, their work cut out for them if uh, if, if they have to go the uh, the distance. rest of the way. Yeah. Um. For on uh, on D, I've got uh, uh, Frederick Brunet uh, of Victo. He has uh, a point against every team in the league this season, again, except one team, the defensive juggernaut, Cape Breton Eagles. <laughs> uh, so, yes, 17 teams he has a point against, wow. except for the uh, Also, on my D is Angus Booth. Uh, obviously, same reasons as the Q team of the week. He's he had a monster, monster couple of games there. Uh, and up front, I've got uh, Alexi Jandron of uh, Gatineau. He has three hat-tricks in his last seven games. And he's now tied for the league's goal-scoring lead with 48. Yep. Uh, then we got Ethan Dixon, who was called up by Bathurst. First star with a goal and an assist and their OT win against St. John on Saturday. Another forward who I never thought would see any ice time in the queue. <laughs> Yeah. Uh and then finally our own Max Barbishev, because he was an absolute menace uh in those two games against uh against Baikomo and and Shikudami. Yeah he was,
1: um he was like what do you have, five points, two first stars, like he yeah. was he was unreal. You might hear his name a little bit later in the show, which I'm glad you spoke to the fact that your goaltenders were the goaltending duo of Valdor, because that leads into our Wonderful se- second-favorite segment that everybody loves.
0: Valdor um, Report!
1: Yeah, they fall to third, last in the uh, in the, re- the reverse-order standings. They are third in the league um, with 48 points. Uh, St. John's got 45 with the game in hand, um, and the Bathurst has got 42. So I highly doubt they finish last in the league, but um, St. John this week has Cape Breton which is a big game for Cape Breton in the playoff standings which we'll get to in a little bit. Um and then Valdor's got Bacomo on Friday, Bacomo on Saturday, Shakutami on Sunday and Sherbrooke just has one other game against somewhere in there. Moncton on Friday. So um I don't really see Valdor getting some Ws especially if they got two rookie goaltenders. Yeah, well, that's it,
0: right? I, I don't know how long these two guys are out for. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to search around online for for an injury report, can't seem to find anything. Um, but you know, it's it's setting up pretty good for us here to possibly have St. John pass them. It's uh, I think St. John has another two or three games against Bathurst, um, and if they can take advantage of of. Them being their opponent in those few games, yeah, yeah. they they could easily pass uh, past Valdor at this point.
1: So Saint John coming left has got uh, Cape Breton, Moncton, Bathurst, Charlottetown, Halifax, Charlottetown, Charlottetown, Bathurst. So they got a couple against Bathurst, and this will be their final game remaining against uh, Cape Breton. Charlottetown and Halifax will be tough, but they at least have two against um, Bathurst coming up. You look at Valdor. Again, they have their own first round pick, so the farther they drop, they also get balls in the lottery, which works out for the or no who else do they have? They have their own, right? Who? Valdor. They got two. Who else do they have?
0: No, they've just got the one. We've it's ours. Like we, we have their own. Yeah, pick.
1: didn't aren't they in that draw aren't they in that lottery as well? With somebody yes, else? They,
0: they have Saint John's. Ah we. Oui. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um and then yeah, Valdor's got Bacomo, Bacomo, Shakutami, Drummondville, Sherbrooke, Randoranda Red so, Oh, kids, I uh, I hope they get one of their goaltenders back because that is a very tough schedule. Maybe you can get Drummondville? Yeah. Maybe. Um, the rest of that looks, uh, looks pretty daunting. So they continue to drop, which, let's be honest, just helps us. All right, let's get into the uh, weekly rewind here.
0: Weekly Rewind.
1: Weekly Rewind presented by a local sports pub uh, looking for a great place to have some wings, beers, watch sports uh, with friends. Head to 1715 Main Street where the Salty Sea Dog used to be. Happy hour on Mondays, most products are 550 a pint. Uh, wing night is every Tuesday pound of wings and fries for 15.99 as well. You can't quite vote for them on uh, Monkton Votes from uh, March 1st to June 25th, but you can vote for the Antlers whiskey lounge uh just go to beers and pubs find antlers whiskey lounge it's pretty easy it's at the top of the list um and you can vote for them stay tuned to uh find out uh what we're going to be uh doing with them in the uh, in the playoffs there um so this is the weekly rewind we, we've been looking for um we got four wins in a row now they didn't all come this week um Wildcats won two of those on the road trip of the three as the, the one in Ramuski was canceled. Uh, they're 29-27, 1-2 and 2 for 61 points. Second in the Maritimes, fifth in the conference. Six-point lead on Baykomo now. Um, and the biggest spot, they're four points behind Ramuski and two points behind Shakudemi. Um, Friday versus Bacomo. we asked them to give everything they got. They gave up the first one. They didn't look back on it. Uh, Baykomo had the first eight shots of the game, including the first goal. And you're kind of thinking this is not, they got up there, got the rest and they're not into it. Uh, Moncton had 11 straight shots scored on the 11th one and had the next 20 shots included uh, in that first period with three goals to take the lead. Um, they held on for three, two lead at the, at the end of the second period. And I don't know about you, but I'm at the point where if we got a one goal lead, I'm more worried about keeping that one goal lead going into the second intermission right now than I am. If we have that one goal lead with, Three to four minutes left in the third period because this team is is just unreal right now. At uh, after forty minutes, I think they're twenty-one and one.
0: I still can't believe that. You yeah, know, twenty-one and one. It's it's such a mind-boggling stat. Yep. And it's how many wins do they have this season? 20, Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Yep. That's. <laughs> I mean, it's a good stat if they can continue that in the playoffs it could be very a very good playoff um
1: which is funny because i went back i was like i wonder how good we were in 2019 2020 like i wonder if we were like 21 like this same kind of record right so i went back to march 12th which is when the season the last game after the season ended because i can go um whichever day so i went after all the games were done yeah no they were pretty good after leading after one moncton was 27 and 1 and uh when leading after two periods they were 40 and 0 Wow. But if we were trailing after two periods with all that firepower, we were 3-10-1 up until that point. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> yeah, and the record when, uh, when scoring first, I know that it's always tough to go back and look at that, but the record when scoring first in 64 games, the Wildcats scored 40 times first. They were 38 and 2. We're not that's quite great. at that level right now, but I mean, that's just the level that they're putting at with this this kind of lead, and like I said, it, it gets a three two, and it goes into our zone with a couple minutes left, and you're like, just just survive, just get to the third period, just get to the yeah. third period, and they ended up Mercier got the the third one, <laughs> uh, or the fourth one, I guess, and they just kind of rode it out, getting a four two victory. But it it felt like playoff hockey watching that through the TV.
0: Yeah, it, it, both both games were were playoff yep. playoff atmospheres, right? It's um, that's kind of what you want uh you you know i i obviously talked uh talked a lot last week about you know what's what's been bothering me and and all that stuff and you you know it's something i i finally saw some in these two games kind of some there's another word i'm trying to look for here uh cohesiveness yep uh i finally saw you know some, some cohesiveness and and you know where you saw you know tape to tape passes you saw good breakouts you saw uh, communication you know you, you i guess you didn't see communication you heard communication <laughs> you heard um, like you actually you know you could tell that this team you know maybe finally got the message because you know like it's they had individual meetings with the coaching staff and you think yeah. maybe maybe the message finally got got to them and cuz uh, they played good hockey, you know, they played really good hockey, and, um, you know, when you, it's tough to come back after giving up the first goal, my my mother, God lover, she always told me growing up, the team, statistically, the team that scores first wins the game, well, you know, it's not, uh, that didn't happen against, uh, you know, against Como and, um, you know, once they got that first goal, it, they kind of just poured it on. Yep. It, they didn't want to look back, and, it was like that against Schrodington too. You know, they, they got the lead and then they, they, they always had the counter punch. Right. And, and it's, that's what we, that's what we, we saw it in, in como was they always had, they always had a response. And if they can keep playing and they can always have that counter punch and they can always respond when they need to, you know, I, I don't see a scenario where I have to, sit at my computer after a game. And write another type, 400 words. Right? You know, it's, yeah. um, the, the Mercier goal, it was one of those things where it was, uh, you know, just a, a backhander that, you know, they always say the backhanders are, are tough shots to, to read for a yeah. goalie. It, it didn't look like the, the hardest shot off his off stick. But, you know, it, it, found, it found it in the back of the net and you know, that was kind of the the insurance goal well, technically it was it was the insurance goal that they needed
1: yeah uh, statistically your mom's right i mean baykomo when they score first they're 16 and 9 when Shakutami scores first they're 18 and 8 moncton is uh 20 oh no 17 and 12 so um but yeah it, and it was again against shikudemi they gave up the first one um they were able to come back uh both times and then you know they got a 2-1 lead and then Shakutami scored and then Mercier scored again and then bulldoin scored and it felt like that Schwinnigan game where Shakutami was going to get close enough but Moncton was going to end up just holding on and yeah. this is a time and we'll get into the schedules here quickly of of the other teams after this but this is that that's a game in Shakutami and I didn't see um the shootout or the overtime I don't want to a play Shakutami or B not have home ice against Shakutami. Because It just felt like Moncton just kind of started getting a little bit tired on that big ice. And there's so much space, um, especially on the last goal. I mean, Steinman's coming across, he gets it, doesn't get the rebound, but there's so much space to widen everybody out that the net's not like you're not protecting close to that net. And that's why I don't want four games in Shakutami if we can avoid it. If we have to play him, we want that home ice here so that we don't have to go on that big ice. Kudos to Moncton um, for giving up that late goal with about 36, 37 seconds left and then getting the victory in, um, in the shootout again. I, I was calling the Flyers game, so I didn't see the overtime or the shootout, but um, these were both big must win games. And finally we asked be real, get real. We saw the real Moncton Wildcats that gave up the first one, but kept coming, kept coming. Um, and they played like a unit that, you could see winning around in the playoffs in these in these two games. Yes, it's a small sample size, but, I mean, we didn't get that Ramuski game, which, you know, who knows how that goes, but it's, it's these type of wins that really frustrates you on the two of three losses in the last three games to St. John and maybe that earlier one in Baycomo at the start of the year where you're like, you're going to look back on these. We take those three games as W's and this team's in the third third ranked spot and we're not really worried we're already in the playoffs, right? So it's I was really encouraged by what I saw in these two games if they can continue to keep that going.
0: Yeah, I guess my you know, my only criticism at this point is if it wasn't for those poor efforts early in the season, if it wasn't for those losses against teams that we should beat, we wouldn't be having this conversation about all no, mice. No. Yep. Yeah. Would have our spot secured. We would, you know, we'd be we'd have that separation between you know fourth spot and fifth spot that, you know, they would be, the team could safely come out and say, game one will be on this date. Yeah, you know, but it's it's that's kind of what um you know I, I don't want to start complaining.
1: No, no, know, no, no, no,
0: that's the that's the only thing that really others me right now is that. Yeah, we could have third spot locked up right now and it could have been locked up two weeks ago. Right. That That's it's, it didn't have to get to this point. And that's what we it, talked
1: about. That's what you talked about earlier in the year when we yeah. lost a couple to Cape Breton or we lost that one to Baycomo. We're like, we could at that point, we didn't think we'd be fighting with this team for fifth, fourth spot in the division and or conference. And sure enough, that's exactly who we're fighting with. And we needed a big victory on the road. Um, Against them to kind of keep pace, and it's it's such a roller coaster season, not only for the team on the ice, but for us off the ice, because they've got four wins in a row. You're feeling really good about the next three weeks, games they should win and games they are winning. And what's this team gonna look like going into the playoffs? Where two weeks ago the sky is falling, and you're writing a rant, and we're now four and zero since you've typed. 400 words like it's just it's such an ebb and flow season with this hockey club
0: and it, how many games have we lost to Cape Breton this season too like many four or five
1: uh too, too, too many
0: it's, it's been a- so
1: we are 20 and 14 against the maritime division and Moncton versus Cape Breton uh we're two, four, oh and one
0: we've lost like five games against Cape Breton
1: yeah well Yeah, they're five and two against us.
0: You know, Cape Breton's going to make the playoffs because of those wins against Moncton. Yep. You know, if if Moncton actually had won two of those games or three of those games, you know, that would that we'd have be we we would be in third place with those points. Yep. And Cape Breton would be battling with Saint John for a playoff spot right now. You know, like that's Cape Breton's going to make the playoffs because of those wins against Moncton. Yep. I mean, at this point Silva Sylvain Couturier should just mail Richie a thank you card, you know. And yeah uh, as they're they're in because they're gonna be in because of the Wildcats. Yep. And that's as hard as it is to, to say that. Um that's, that's just that's how it is. You know, yeah, that's there's that's there's the seven way she goes, as they say on trailer park boys.
1: <laughs> there's seven points up on St. John right now for that eighth spot. So um, and and they're also There are also two spots uh, behind Charlottetown for the seventh seed. So um, obviously when this comes out on Wednesday, hopefully we've all celebrated a merry clinch miss because I believe with one win against Bathurst, um, we will clinch a playoff spot. I'm not 100% sure, but hopefully what I just said doesn't matter. We don't have to worry about it. Um, And then we've got St. John and then we've got Halifax this weekend. So As it sets up right now, Ramuski's in third place. And I've kind of been updating this on the Twitter as we go, um, which I really wish the Q would give teams and their fans like the OHL, the updated Moncton can clinch with, because I don't do math and it's really tough. Um, And as a fan of the league, you'd like to know when teams have a chance to clinch. But anyways, ramuski has got 65.
0: Let me just put it this way. Yeah. So the tiebreaker is winning percentage, right? Yeah. So, Right now, Moncton's winning percentage is higher than Chicoutimi, despite us being two points below Chicoutimi. Yeah. So, win against Saint Bathurst, excuse me, on Tuesday, will tie us in points. What our winning percentage will be even higher, which would even that's going to put us into home ice. Okay. Right. I so. I think so. Yeah. We've got two. We've got two games in hand on Chicoutimi right now. So if we win both those two games, we're at sixty-five. Yeah, that that puts us that puts Moncton in home ice. So really, if you look at it, a win against uh, Bathurst on on Tuesday, and obviously we'll know the result by the time the show comes out, we're in a home we're in a home ice position. Mm-hmm. But we're also playing Shakudemi in that first round. So that's um, yeah, because ho- winning percentage is is the tiebreaker.
1: Okay, I thought it was uh, regular overtime wins, the ROW. Which were two behind Shakudami because they've had two more games. So uh, I think it falls like Moncton's got a shot at third place. So Ramuski's at third, sixty-five. Shakudami sixty-three. Moncton sixty-one. Baycomos fifty-five. Uh, Charlottetown fifty-four. And Cape Breton at fifty-two. Um, I looked at the schedules today. So Moncton's got six home games, three road. Um, but Ramuski has got Sherbrooke, Drummondville, Naranda – Moncton, Shakutimi, um, Victoriaville, Quebec, Quebec. So I think yeah. Jeffrey Brando had their schedule, and this was a couple weeks ago, at like an 871 percentage or something like that. Like they had the hardest schedule coming down. Moncton had one of the easier ones, where Shakutimi's got two against Gatineau, um, Valdor, Ramuski, Quebec, Bekomo, Bacomo. So ramuski has got Sherbrooke, Drummondville, Renderanda, Shakutimi's got Gatineau, Gatineau. We've got Bathurst, St. John. So there's definitely a chance to get some wins here, get into third. Now, what we can't have happen is we get third and Cape Breton gets sixth. Um, <laughs> Cause that is just, I mean, based off regular season, you don't want that playoff matchup. Um, but it like people are asking me who we're going to play. And this is the best part of the end of the season. And a lot of these matchups, most teams play their own division. Um, I mean, Moncton's got Bathurst, Saint John, Halifax, which is going to be a tough one. Then they got to go to Rimouski, and I think going to Rimouski just on that random Wednesday and coming home—that's um, going to be a very tough one, especially with Charlottetown following Halifax. So that's a bit of a tough three-game uh, schedule. Then you got Cape Breton, Bathurst, Cape Breton. So we finished two of three um, against Cape Breton, so that will determine kind of where they're going to be and who they're going to play. But it—I mean, from three, like the whole Eastern Conference. Halifax and Quebec are tied. About a month ago, I asked if they were if Halifax could catch them, and Halifax has a pretty simple schedule um, coming down the pipe. So basically, everything in the Eastern Conference. I, two weeks ago, I would not have felt good about home ice advantage, and right now, I, I feel good about us getting a, a into third. Right, like that was my goal for the like for the second half. You wanted just home ice. I said get third, so we didn't have to face Quebec at the time. Um yeah. I mean, now we it could be a situation where we could finish third and Quebec finishes second. Yikes! Right? But Halifax has just been lights out. So, what do you, what do you what do you think with these with these playoff races, rounds, matchups? Like, where, where are you at?
0: I, I just think how you know this show has gone complete 180 <laughs> yeah. last week. You know, it, it's it's funny how. Last week, you know, we were—I was talking about how, you know, I was disappointed and and frustrated, and here we are talking about home ice again. Um, yeah, you know, that's just how crazy the hockey world is. You know, things can change on a on a dime, and um, you know, we've seen that. You know, four wins in a row, and
1: it helps when you get uh, scoreboard <coughs> help too, right? Like <coughs> that Sunday, yeah. everything went like we needed como to beat Shakutami so that we could stay within two points of Shikudemi, while Bekomo beats Shikudemi. Gatineau goes into Ramuski back-to-back games and beats a 5-1, 5-2. Like, it just... It helps when you're getting the help around. Like, Schwinnigan beats Charlottetown to help us stay ahead of them.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Sunday was a really good scoreboard day for, you know, for um, being a Wildcats fan, you know? Like, it's... I don't think people realize the scoreboard luck that we got on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, we... St. John pulled out a win against uh, against Cape Breton. That got them three points um, within three points of Valdor. You know, Gatineau beat Rimouski. um As much as, you know, we're battling with Baykomo and Chikudemi. Well, Baykomo's further down the standings than Chikudemi. They yeah. ended up beating Chikudimi. Yep. You know, Drummondville beat uh, Blainville, so that gave uh, Blainville some separation from Valdor from because they were tied prior to the games on Sunday. And then you know, you had Rueb beat Valdor, so you know we literally had a perfect scoreboard day on Sunday. We couldn't have asked for anything better. Nope. Uh, and because that's if, it. Like if, we just, if we can continue to get help, you know, that's just going to help. Yeah, the Mountains we're getting you know fourth or third, hopefully third. But yeah, it's at the end of the day, we want home ice. We want home ice because we. I uh, Personally, I'd rather have a Friday night and a Saturday night playoff game than a Tuesday or, or Wednesday.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to go to a game, and then I want to come home and watch WrestleMania. That's that's yeah. what I want to do. And right now, the schedule, it usually sets up. It starts the week after it ends. So it ends on March 25th. So that April 1st, 2nd weekend seems to line up. But, I mean, if Ramuski wins on Sunday and Chikudemi wins on Sunday, Ramuski's now 67, Chikudemi's 65. And home ice seems a little bit tougher when you're winning and other teams are winning to extend it. So I I legit, if we have a great week, even going into that game against Halifax, Moncton could be sitting third overall and holding their destiny. And that's all you want is to get to a position where you don't have to hope for, Bay Como to beat Shakutami or you know Ren Aranda to beat or Victoriaville to beat Ramouski type thing or Quebec to beat him in the last week you want to hold your cards you want to hold your destiny you don't generally want to be in a position where you have to have help to get a third seed or a fourth seed as opposed to starting on the road right
0: yeah and that just that just comes back to what I said earlier you know this would be settled by now yeah you know it would, it would be done. We wouldn't even be having these conversations if we got the wins we needed earlier in the season. And But, you know, life's life. Shit happens. <laughs> you know? and, yeah.
1: Um, oh, it's just Bay Como. Oh, it's only November. It's just they'll bounce yeah. back. Well, yeah, yeah they bounce back, but now they're hanging out in fifth place looking up at... Um, looking up at Chikudemi, hoping you don't have to go there for, for four games. So it's... Um, <laughs>
0: The losses to St. John, it's the losses to Cape Breton. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's it's those ones that are that are stinging like a bee right now, and yeah. uh, they've they've got to be able to recover. And if they recover, great. Um, if not, you know, I think you look back at some of these games and say, you know, we're we're probably in a, and that's this, this position because of this game or because of that game. Uh, but you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident we'll get the help we need. Let's put it that yeah. way. It's Ramuski's schedule is tough as, as, as you say it is, and you know, it, it,
1: on paper it is.
0: Yeah, and Chikudemi and Como, they'll play each other, and you know, they're going to get uh, both those teams probably have. Well, that's it. You know, they're in the same division as Quebec, right? Yeah. So they're Ramuski and Chikudemi and Como. They're going to Quebec a lot for the rest of the season. Yeah,
1: Shikudemi ends with Ramuski Quebec, and back-to-back against Baikomo. Uh Como yeah. ends um, – they go Quebec, Valdor, Valdor. So that's – got to think four points there for them. Sherbrooke, two against Blainville, and then they end with two against Shikudemi. So three home, five on the road. But um, yeah. obviously we don't know much about the Miles Mueller injury. He uh, looked like a shoulder – um as he went straight to the locker room i don't know if they're gonna bring anybody back with them out of quebec um they didn't have anybody in the shakumi game they went 11 and 7 which they could go again i mean they looked they looked good when they were without Mueller having to adjust in that baykomo game as well as the next one they kind of um you had guys in and out, out of the up and down the lineup that kind of uh, played real well with with others so we might see a valentine we might see a, a dave matthews call up here in um, the next week cuz we're not just not sure on on Mueller nor we find out any type of uh injury information which again we're missing Lounsbury and O'J out of the top 6 missing Mueller out of the bottom 6 slash up and down the lineup that that's going to be a difficult injury if he can't come back um into the playoffs
0: no you're right he's a good uh, really good depth forward and obviously uh contributes uh, doesn't contribute much offensively but you know he finds a way every game to more contribute card. another way. And you know, that's that's what we need. You know, we you're gonna need players like Miles Mueller in the playoffs. You're gonna need players like Preston Lonsbury in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, because you know when it comes to the playoffs, you know, these teams are gonna be eyeballing their top your top six, right? And when you have depth players like Lansbury that can score, you know, Mueller can score, you know, you, you have guys in your in your bottom six that uh, out of your lineup right now that could could easily be big players in the playoffs. And, uh, so, you know, we just hope that, uh, those two are, are back and healthy as, uh, as soon as possible.
1: Yeah. If you're going to lose them, lose them in the first couple weeks of March and, um, get them back for, for a playoff run. So again, like I said, the three game homestand, um, Bathurst was here last night. Again, hopefully we've clinched a spot and we can celebrate Mary clinch miss tomorrow or hopefully we celebrated Mary Clinchman's on the Instagram. Um, and then Friday against St. John, we've lost the last two or three against them. That feels like a bit of a trap game because they're going to be pumped to get a playoff spot. And then you got St. John, who is still battling for that final playoff spot. So they're going to be amped up. And then Halifax, I mean, we haven't beaten them since the calendar turned to 2023. So um, like I said, I <laughs> we were 3-1 and one against Halifax. And I looked at the schedule and said, yeah, we could be 3-6 and six by the time we're done with them. And right now we're 3-4 and four against them and could be 3-6. and six. Um, and you know, Halifax isn't gonna take it as easy on us because they want that uh, first overall seed in in the league. And right now I believe they are well they're tied with Quebec and which means they're tied for first in the league, does it not? Or is Sherbrooke ahead? No, Sherbrooke's in third, so two points uh, up four points up on, on Sherbrooke there. So um not an easy uh not an easy week. So uh you want to get to everyone's favorite part of the show? Yeah,
0: sure. All right. Where is it? There it is. Eric Murray Realtor. Buyer house from him. Stick tap of the week. Alright, well, you know, speaking of Eric Murray, Realty. Uh another one who you can go and, and, and vote for on uh what was it? The best uh, the best of for Moncton. Best of Moncton there?
1: Moncton votes, I believe.
0: Yeah, best of Moncton, Moncton votes. So there you go. Uh we're we're getting our sponsors pretty uh <laughs> Uh, pretty good in the old uh, Tops and Moncton, so we'll, yeah. we'll try to keep that going in the uh, in the, into the next season. Um, you know what, Adam? If I
1: Moncton dot dot com, and then you search your nominations.
0: There you go. There you go. Thank you for filling that in. Yeah. You know what, Adam? Yeah. If I told you, when I was a high school student, and there was an exam, and there was sixty questions, and I got to all sixty right. I would feel pretty damn good about myself.
1: You know, I would. That feel. would
0: be a, that would be a test. Yep. That my parents would proudly stick on the fridge.
1: It'd probably still be on the fridge.
0: It'd probably still be on the <laughs> fridge. But we're not mine too. About cool tests here or exams. We're talking about Jamie Tozer, uh, and you know his his incredible accomplishment that that finished up on March the third. Uh, it kicked off in 2016, January 10th in Oshawa, Ontario and ended in Regina. He has officially been to every rink in the Canadian hockey league. Uh, I don't know where this man finds the time. I don't know how this man affords to find the time. No. He has completely won a lot of max in the past and is just not telling us, uh, <laughs> But uh, to, uh, I mean, I, I don't even, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start if I were to go on, on a on a road trip like this. I would, I would need to take probably the entire seven months off of the regular season, yeah, of the Canadian Hockey League, and just go coast to coast and checking out every arena. I. I'd probably need 100, 100 grand in the bank just to make it work. <laughs> uh, but um, we're not going to get into Jimmy Tozer's personal finances here. But
1: um, No, we're just going to assume it.
0: Yeah, exactly. But just uh, that's that's an incredible accomplishment that um, I don't think anybody else out there has done. You know, like it's no. um, if you go through that tweet, there's nobody saying that they've done it. You know, he's, he seems to be the only one that's uh, – it's got that's gotten to that next level to that next level. So, um, you know, we've had him on the show a few times and I don't think I've ever given him a, a stick tap. So that's, uh, I think it's, uh, worthy yes. of, uh, of a stick tap. And like maybe next time he, maybe he's going to start going to like, uh, you know, ECHL games or uh, USHL and, you know, get to all the USHL rinks.
1: Well, I think he's seen most of the NHL too. And, uh, he had a picture he's in Canmore, and I was like, oh, are you there for the AJHL, Canmore Eagles? And he goes, well, if I'd have planned it properly, because um, they're in, I think they're in Drumheller instead of, of there. But, like, I, I was trying to find the response. Somebody asked how he did it so quickly, and he said he lived in Ontario, which obviously with all the rinks so close to each other, still a pretty good accomplishment. But, I mean, to do it, in the in the speed he did and I'm actually very excited for his uh, he's going to have some summer rankings um, okay a lot of people said what's the best place for ice cream what's the best place best rink you've been to this that and he's like I'm he answered it about eight times I'm going to have summer 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 so I'm excited to see that because yeah it's it's if you're a junior hockey fan which I've really become now but you kind of tend to hear it a little bit in, in Calgary and and stuff like that, but to go to every rink and be able to see the different fans and the different game days and it's just it's unreal. And it's not only it's not only CHL. I mean, he's been to twenty some NHL rinks, um U Sports rinks. He goes to a lot of college rinks. And, and like anytime I see a rink pop up, I'm like, Oh, it's Jamie Tozer there? It's Jamie Tozer. like this brand new one at UConn. I'm like, When are you going? He's like it's just it's un yeah. I want his life for for yeah. that.
0: No, it's 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 just it's it's wild, it's it's honestly wild, and um, I, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I I think my life is, is busy busy enough as it is. <laughs> yeah. And I just no. I as much as I'd love to do that, I can't even find time to go up to bathrooms for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I I still have been, in my twenty six years twenty seven years of being a, a Wildcats fan. I have still yet to go to the center 200 in Sydney. Um, you know, it's, it's just, I don't, I, yeah. I, I can't find the time. I it's, that's what makes it such a unbelievable accomplishment.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, you've, you're going to go to Sherbrooke this, this June. It's not for hockey, yeah. but we're going to get to Sherbrooke. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not for, but, uh, yeah, we should, we should probably start looking at accommodations for that. Eh?
1: Yeah. I, w- I would imagine. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's uh, you're right. Like I, I look at rinks I want to go to and I'm just like, well, I've been to Halifax and I've been to St. John and Charlottetown. Yeah. Out here. I mean, I've been to, oh, Calgary, Medicine Hat, Lethbridge. That's it in the WHL. So a whopping six. This dude's done 60. So yeah, it's quite the, uh, quite the accomplishment for Mr. Friend of the show, Mr. Jamie Tozer. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at
0: 506-863-8802.
1: That brings us to the Wildcast Wildcat of the week presented by Rose Mary Lynn Massage and Spa. Um, this month, she's got uh, 25% off a of Manny Petty Combo. Uh, they must be booked on the same day, as well as a 25% coupon for facials this month. Um, as well, they still got the loyalty card, so nine services, you get the 10th one free. If you'd like to take advantage of any of those deals, uh, please call 506 830 1224 or drop in for a visit at 1224 Mountain Road, and as well as our other two sponsors. You can go to the Moncton Votes and vote in healthcare and massages, uh, both categories for Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa, the Wildcat, Wildcat of the Week. I'm going to give it to a player that's had a bit of a tough year. Um, he missed most of the second half. Um, he was pretty big for us this weekend with some timely goals, uh, both in the Bay Como game getting that uh, insurance one and then in the um, Shikunami game getting that insurance one, which, or getting that third one until kind of things went downhill. Um, He's got a three-goal game streak going. Um, He's got six points in those three games. And, yes, Barb was very good this weekend. Uh, But the Wildcats gave him an award, so I'm going to go a different route. Um, The guy delivering with limited ice time right now, and he might get some more minutes with the Mueller injury. And that's number 10, Alex Mercier, as the Wildcat Wildcast Player of the Week. That'll do it for this week's show. Again, two big games coming up this weekend as the Wildcats fight for home ice advantage in the playoff Um, which speaking of seating, um, if we've got road playoff games, which we know we're either going to (laughs) have games one and two or games three and four, um, we have partnered with the local sports pub to be the official host of wildcast wildcat playoff viewing parties this year. Um, we've done, we did this in 2019 for game seven, had quite a few fans did this last year at the igloo. Um, it was against Charlottetown. So maybe the fans didn't really believe because charlottetown was going for a run um but stay tuned to uh, our social medias for all the info they're gonna have all the info once the schedule comes out uh really hoping that game one and two are at home a because they're on friday saturday b it's wrestlemania weekend so we don't want to take away from their uh weekend stuff let's get them some business on uh, on the weekdays thursday or tuesday or wednesday or whatever days. but uh multiple tvs we're gonna have actual sound for the game through the speakers not the silence that you all sat through in 2019 in game seven or the very limited uh, tv noise um and we might do some giveaways so again stay tuned to all social medias thank you to the local sports pop for um being the official uh host of our playoff parties and again if we have game one and two on friday you'll be there for game three and four correct because i believe you're going somewhere on that weekend right
0: that is correct yeah if, uh we are three and four i i will be In town for I can confirm.
1: All right, so that's that's your job, Moncton. Get home ice. So Jeremy is around for games three and four. But that'll do it for us. Uh, Jeremy will be back in studio next week. We may have some confetti to shoot, um, depending how this week goes. But other than that, for Jeremy, for Adam, have a good week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast
0: Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. (laughs)